Hey, it's Ella and Daddy, and you're listening to the Not Me But You podcast, where our goal is to speak out the truth of the Bible so that our listeners may be encouraged to live in a manner worthy of their calling. Together, we pray that God would use this episode to strengthen and guide you on your faith journey. Without further ado, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. And today we have a special guest with us today. My mom is here, Stacy, and she's going to talk to us about mental health today and how that all relates to us as Christians. So, mom, do you want to say hi to the podcast? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me, girls. I'm excited to talk about mental health and the Christian perspective. Yeah, we're super excited to have you on. Yeah. Yeah, so do you just want to start by introducing yourself and a little bit about your testimony for us? Sure. So um, I work as a mental health therapist. I work in an outpatient clinic um, with people of all ages, Um, so super busy with that. And a little bit about my faith journey. I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I remember asking Jesus to come into my heart when I was in the fourth grade. Um, But probably one of the biggest things that has affected my faith um, was when I was 20 years old, I was diagnosed with leukemia. Um, I was a junior in college at the time um, and had to drop out of college for a year, moved home and underwent chemotherapy treatments. Um, So it was actually during that time, though, that I was really able to get into my Bible. And even though that was one of the most difficult things I've been through in my life, Looking back now, I've realized that was actually the closest that I've ever felt to God. I had a lot of time on my hands and was reading and studying my Bible more than ever, which I can now look back as a blessing because I feel like that really is what grew me in my faith. That's amazing how God can use those things in our life where it's like, wow, God, why is this happening to me right now? But then looking back, we're like, wow, these were all the puzzle pieces that were falling into place. Yeah. Yeah. That is so true because I think in the moment you're wondering what in the world is going on? What is God doing in my life? What what am I doing? And then now all these years later, you can look back and the pieces of the puzzle kind of come together Mm -hmm. and you can see, oh, God actually had that planned out very well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not our will, but his will. Right. I'm reading in Romans right now and Paul is talking a lot about like rejoicing in your suffering and being grateful for suffering because it's all part of God's plan for our life. And Okay, so our first question is just what is the biggest mental health problem you see today? So I think one of the biggest problems I see is the difficulty in locating mental health services because there is a huge lack of providers, especially in rural areas. So honestly, I think that's Um, one of the biggest struggles is locating providers. So in your opinion, um, do you think that the Christian, Christians in general, or just the church, do they avoid mental health issues or just try to, you know, shove it under the rug and just avoid the topic altogether? I do think people avoid talking about mental health, but not just Christians. I think the general population avoids talking about mental health. So I do think there continues to be stigma around mental health, and which is one of the reasons that keeps people from getting help. And I had actually looked up the word stigma 
um, because it's thrown around quite a bit, especially with mental health. And it was described as a mark of disgrace, which I think helps us to understand why people wouldn't want to seek help if they're struggling with a mental health issue, because no one wants that mark Mm -hmm. of disgrace. So I think another reason people avoid talking about mental health is because it's an uncomfortable subject. And as humans, we don't like to be uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah. right. It's kind of admitting your faults up front. It's admitting that, hey, I don't have it all together, but are we supposed to? Right. Not really. Exactly. So with that being said, with people avoiding the whole topic of mental health, what do you think Christians and the church can do to help out people who may struggle with mental health? I think one of the main things the church can do is to start talking about mental health issues. So typically, if things aren't talked about or they're kept a secret, people tend to think it's a bad thing or a shameful thing. But if churches would start talking about mental health, it wouldn't be looked upon as a bad thing. So I think churches need to be a safe place for people to be able to talk about their struggles. Um, And if the church takes the first step by talking about it, people will feel more comfortable talking about it as well. Mm -hmm. So I was looking up some stuff in my Bible about mental health, and I came across 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. Um, Would one of you want to read that? Yeah, I can do that. So 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10 says, Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah, I think that one is such a great one. It talks about how God uses us in our brokenness, and we see that every day, actually. And there are just numerous examples in the Bible of how people's struggles have drawn them deeper in their faith with God. What I think the church can do is to begin to embrace an approach that doesn't shame others, but what it does is encourage others to pursue spiritual health, emotional health, and physical health. Mm, Yeah. Makes me think, though, because people, I feel like counseling is becoming one of those things that people, I don't want to say are being proud of. Like, it's either the, I'm not telling anyone I'm going to counseling, or it's the, I go to counseling. Like, it's cool. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's mm. becoming trendy. Yes. Mm -hmm. To go to therapy. Like, to say you go to your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. With that being said, for those listeners that are Christians and they might be wondering, okay, I struggle with this either mental illness or I'm just struggling with this. Is that necessarily a salvation issue? I don't believe it is. Um, I don't think mental health struggles are character defects. Um, I don't believe they're spiritual disorders. Sometimes mental health struggles can come from biological factors. So this would be things like genetics, physical illness, brain chemistry, things like that, or um, it could be influenced by life experiences. And this would be, you know, a history of trauma, abuse, loss, or anything like that. And so many of those things are actually out of our control. So I think the thing to remember is that God uses us where we're at, no matter if we're dealing with depression, or if we have a broken leg, or whatever it is we're struggling with, God will use us in our brokenness. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So as a Christian who maybe is feeling that and there's some shame around that, what would be the first thing that you'd say, like, how can I overcome this and not be afraid of, hey, I have this and I feel bad because I'm a Christian and I'm I'm struggling. I think one of the best things you could do is to start talking about it um, because that's really what can get rid of that shame. Yeah. So those of us who maybe have never experienced um, mental illness, how can we be a good support for our friends and family who might struggle with that? Great question. If you have a friend or family member who's struggling with mental health, you can obviously pray with them, um, be a good listener, and encourage them to seek professional counseling. So I don't believe as humans that we are meant to struggle alone which is why a safe and healthy environment is so important, along with really good professional supports. In Galatians 6.2, it says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So, And I think that's a great thing for us to remind ourselves of, is that that is our job as Christians, to help each other and carry each other's burdens. I had looked up actually a statistic on mental health, and... According to the National Institute of Mental Health, it said that it takes the average person 11 years to seek help. Wow. Wow. That's kind of sad. Isn't that something? That's crazy. Mm. Yes. So hopefully with people talking about it and kind of getting rid of that shame piece, um, more people will be able to get help a lot sooner Mm -hmm. than waiting 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. In helping our friends or family that is struggling with this like in your professional opinion do you deal with different personality types differently like do you offer I don't want to say different advice but you know you might have the more soft of heart definitely Mm -hmm. yes I think everyone that I meet with everyone's different so you know you just use different strategies and tools and you relate to people different and things like that and you meet them where you're at so whatever they bring to you in that session, that's what you work with and you Mm -hmm. go from there. So, yeah. So for our listeners out there, if they are getting help and they're seeking therapy, if they don't necessarily like their therapist or things just aren't working well, would you say that they move on and find someone else or do they keep fighting through and trying to make it work? You know, you know that even in your friendships that sometimes you click with certain people and you don't with others. It's like that with everyone. And, you know, if you're seeking help for something you're struggling with, keep shopping around if you need to. And because once you find that person, it'll just click and it'll it'll feel easy. You'll um, have a great relationship. And then that's when you'll really start to make some really good progress. So finally, our last question is, what is one thing you wish everyone knew about mental health? So when I was thinking about that question. That's actually a really hard one to answer, I think, because I don't think there is um, one thing necessarily. But if I really had to pick one thing, I would say it's okay to talk about mental health struggles. um, Because I think that's the first step is starting to talk about it. Then that's, you know, when you can find help and start moving forward on your journey. Mm -hmm. So when people are feeling ready to talk about their struggles with mental health, do you think there's a healthy versus unhealthy way to talk about that with people? I think you need to be careful about who you talk to. You know, obviously you don't want to 
just talk to any random person, you you know, you would want a good close friend, someone that you really trust. You could talk to your pastor, um, depending on, you know, your relationship with your parents, you could talk to one of them. And that would really start the process. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do believe you have to be careful about who you talk to about some of these things. And, and some people aren't equipped to talk about um, certain traumas or that type of right. thing. And that's where for sure you would want to talk to a professional. Yeah, right. Yeah. And saying a friend came to you and shared that they're struggling with this, but they said, you know what, I, I don't really desire to seek out help. What can I do as a good friend to kind of push them in the right direction without turning them away completely? I think being a good listener, you know, and listening to what they have to say about it, praying for them, and then, you know, continuing to talk to them about gosh, maybe it would be nice to talk to someone. And maybe just that encouragement would get them to actually go speak with a professional. Mm-hmm. Give them my mom's business card. <laughs> <laughs> um, so say someone has been struggling and they've finally gotten to that point where they're like, you know what, I really do need help. Where's that first step that they go to find that help? I think if they know of someone who meets with a therapist, that would be a great person to check with. Um, sometimes word of mouth is really powerful. You could check with your pastor, ask your parents. Um, maybe you have a school counselor who could give a really good recommendation. So I would start with maybe thinking about people in your close network and then go from there. Yeah. All right. So we had a podcast a while ago and it was with um, my own dad and Ella asked the question, so do you have any embarrassing stories about Addie? So since the the table has flipped here and you're now talking to Ella's mom, do you have any any dirt you can throw on Ella? Any good embarrassing stories that we can share on the podcast today? <laughs> this is a really good question, actually. I probably have tons of good embarrassing stories I should share, but it's kind of hard to think of just one thing in particular. Um, but honestly, <laughs> There's so many, it's hard to pick one. <laughs> one of the things that I was thinking about, though, is I was watching Ella give her graduation speech, which she did such a great job of it. Was wow, thanks. <laughs> when she was in preschool, so her very first preschool program, um, the class came out on the stage. And Ella was so shy, and I suppose kind of embarrassed, she didn't want to look at anyone. So she stood sideways throughout the entire program. And I don't know if she thought that if she couldn't see us, we couldn't see her. But actually, those are the pictures I have of her in that program are her standing sideways throughout the entire thing. So so Ella, you've definitely come a long way and definitely grown in your ability to be able to talk to big groups of people (laughs) flashback 18 years later and here you are giving the commencement speech and speaking on a podcast yeah preschool graduation I couldn't even stand there normal (laughs) and then high school graduation I gave the speech so (laughs) it was cute (laughs) well I don't remember it so apparently it wasn't that embarrassing (laughs) best type of stories All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us today and hopefully giving all of our listeners a better um, understanding of mental illness and just knowing how to find help for themselves and also just help their friends and family. So 
Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I think it's great to just start these conversations about mental health because I think that's where we're going to start to see progress is once we start talking about it um, and then people will realize that it's actually more common than what they think. Yeah. So thank you, girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, thank you very, very much. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you all in our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. As always, we'd like to remind our listeners that we're born into a broken world. With that being said, we're not perfect, and we ask our supporters to always fact-check our words and opinions on the one and only truth of the Bible. We would absolutely love to hear your episode suggestions or feedback. Check us out on Instagram by typing not me but you productions into the search bar. Thanks again for the love and support.